Welcome to the Void Podcast. This podcast is produced by Void LLC and presented by Sean McKnight and Jenny Miller. We hope you enjoy this episode of Void. Episode 7 In the last episode of Void, Jonas found himself caught between the revolt and the council as he was confronted by both organizations, finding himself at a crossroads. The council's agenda is starting to become clearer with their plans for the colony's future. And unfortunately for Nova Bayflower, she found out that her cat had gotten out onto the surface and became irradiated, triggering a radiation alarm, which resulted in her cat having to be euthanized. Hi, Jonas. What's wrong? You look terrible. Jeez, you know what? Thanks. Just what I needed to hear. I, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Are you okay? No, not really. They killed my cat, Jonas. The pricks from the council's decontamination team took my cat and destroyed her. Why on earth did they do that? They got out up onto the surface somehow. Oh. I see. I'm sorry to hear that. Was it really necessary for them to kill her? Unfortunately, it was. She would have had a slow, painful death from radiation poisoning, and she could have infected you too. You are not helping, Jonas. Your bedside manner really sucks. I'm not the kind of doctor, but you're right. I'm sorry for being so blunt. I miss her already. I apologize for bringing this up, but... You should come by my residence so we can check your radiation levels to make sure you're okay. Why did you come by? Well, I stopped over so we can discuss the the test flight. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, so how are we set for that? Yeah, we're good to go. The ship's prepped and fueled. And you're still up for this? Yes. If anything, I could use the distraction. We have to be very careful. The Council is examining us more closely than ever. I was just pulled in for an interrogation by Colonel Harlow on my way over here. She didn't hurt you, did she? No. I got lucky this time. But then again, they can't risk damaging me because they still need me. What about the revolt? The revolt can handle themselves. I'm trying to distance myself from them as much as possible. I guess I'll just see you at the test later. I need a little more time to myself right now anyway, okay? Sure. I'll meet you at the ship when it's time. You need to go back. The hell I do. I thought Harlow was going to start torturing me when she brought me in. Now don't be such a baby. You didn't get hurt. You're fine. For now, and if they catch me again? You just have to get better at losing the agents that are following you. You know they stake out the revolt headquarters too, right? Then wear a disguise. That would solve both problems. For someone who doesn't have to stick his neck out, you sure have a cavalier attitude. It's not fair. I'm, I'm sorry, you're right. I suck as a spy. This isn't my thing. I know you're not a fan of the revolt, but meeting with them is important. Dr. Surkov is alive, Jonas. They have her right now. I, I know. And what they tell me, she's not in great condition, so you need to go talk to her before it's too late. Fine. I'll try your stupid disguise idea. I'd be glad you're meeting with them. I, I've been summoned to go in front of the council this afternoon. For what? I, I have no idea, but they, they won't tell me. 
They said it's uh, time-sensitive and on a need-to-know basis. That doesn't sound good. Oh, Dr. Daniels, please wait over there a moment while we finish some council business. Sure. All right, now let's just wrap this up. Uh, yes, Council C. Conway, you mentioned births. Yes, but only four survived. Three boys and one girl. That's up from three compared to last cycle. That sounds like progress. Uh, the girl will obviously be sent off to graze by the breeders. Um, how many girls is that now over the past six months? Five total, but one of them died recently. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, well, we'll keep trying. And what will you do with the boys? Okay, uh, purge one and send the other two to be raised by the labor force. I'm sorry, did you have a comment, Dr. Daniels? Uh, me, no, sorry, I was, um, I was just clearing my throat. <clears throat> All right, fine. On to other business. Dr. Daniels, please uh, park yourself over here. How can I serve the council today? We have another project for you. We'd like Dr. Aldridge to continue working on the uranium project. You'll rejoin him after you finish with a different task. Uh, how is that going, by the way? Well, we've been making some progress from an energy standpoint, but I'm afraid weaponizing it is presenting different challenges. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sure you'll figure it out. As for you, Dr. Daniels, we'd like you to begin work on developing a poison gas. A poison gas? For what purpose? Uh, there's an infestation problem in the lower tiers. It's growing, so we need to eradicate it quickly. But what about the people that live there? Well, the problem is located in tiers that are no longer inhabited, for the most part. For the most part? Will those areas be evacuated too? No need to concern yourself over council policies, Dr. Daniels. So this gas is supposed to do what? Kill vermin, of course. We'll provide whatever materials and resources you'll need. So how much of this gas do you need and how will it be distributed? Uh, it'll be delivered via the air ducts. Air ducts? What about sealing we off? We estimate we'll need enough gas to cover a hundred tiers. A hundred tiers? Do you have any idea how much that is? That's part of your job now, Dr. Daniels. Well, how soon do you need this? As soon as possible. This is a priority. Fine. Wonderful. If there are no further questions, that'll be all. Thoughts and prayers. That's quite a disguise, Mrs. Aldridge. Very funny. Where is Aliska? Back here. How's she doing? She suffered some bad injuries. She was attacked by a number of them. Aliska? Jonas, so good to see you. Please, sit down. I don't have much time. What happened to you? That's not important. What is important is that you understand what's going on on the tears below, Jonas. It's become hell. <coughs> There's been an, a virus outbreak. We have no idea how it started. I had two colleagues I was working with to address the illness. Seem to be springing up everywhere. They're both dead. Then the virus showed up and took them. I'm lucky it avoided me. <coughs> but I 
still find myself at the end of the road. Virus emerged from out of nowhere, Jonas. There was no cause we could trace it to. We couldn't find a patient zero, no matter how deeply we investigated. How could it just spring up like that? It was destroyed. So we thought too. We were just beginning to examine the possibility of foul play when our own circumstances became dire. I think it may have been planted on the populace somehow. Who would do that? Who comes to mind first? What could they hope to gain? They're always complaining about not having enough workers to tap into. All those lower tiers are a drain on the colony's resources. Maybe the scales have tipped and they feel eliminating the lower tiers is worth the sacrifice. Especially since they control births now and can just designate laborers when the boys are born. I drain the resources of the children they control for a bunch of dirty, unruly lower-tier dwellers. And while their worshippers are not great in number, they are great in voice and have an undying loyalty no matter how poorly the Council treats them. They'll starve to death and happily die for the Council while the Council laughs at them and drinks their wine. The virus is out of control, Jonas. People are murdering each other. There's also very little food, so incidents of cannibalism were being reported. The infrastructure's fallen apart, too. The drainage system doesn't work. There's no electricity on most of the tiers below 250. The smell is overpowering, and everyone is breathing noxious gas. Is there no way up or out? Some people made it up. They sealed off all the lifts, ladders, and access to the higher levels just after I was rescued. We barely made it out in time. From what I understand, it took them days to bring me up here. I was unconscious for most of it. I can't believe the Council is doing this. Believe it. This, this is why we fight, Jonas. Please, you have to find a way to help those poor people. I'm, I'm doing what I can, Aliska. Jonas, there are families below children. What is happening to them is horrific. And the damn council turns their backs and couldn't be less interested. I'll, I'll make a plea to the council. Maybe I can get them to change Don't their- bother finishing that sentence. You already know it's bullshit. Sorry. I'm so tired. It's okay, Aliska. Get some sleep. I'll check back on you again soon. Thank you for everything. Jonas, I know about the mission to the space station. Daniels mentioned it. And? And why are you taking supplies up there when we clearly need them down here? Because it's mandated by the Council, and I have a job to do. Didn't you hear a word she just said? Those supplies could go to the people who need them in the lower tiers. Instead, they're being used for political gain. You might want to remember that they sealed off the lower tiers. Who would need those supplies now? That's cold, man. And you know what? You have no clue what's going on down there. 
It starts turning into a shit show once you get below tier 125, but you wouldn't know that, would you? Your candy ass has never made it past 50, I bet. There's more to this supply mission than you know. There are bigger stakes at hand. You mean the colony's relationship with the almighty space station? Our last bastion of hope for humanity? That's not what this is about. Enlighten me. No. This mission is none of your concern. Well, I've made it my concern now. Get out of my way. Those supplies belong down here. That's where they should stay. I said, get out of my way. Last chance. You should really reconsider. I won't ask again. All right, Jonas. Have it your way. So you have the ship weighted with the extra buffer amount, right? Yes. Will you please stop asking me questions, Mr. Control Freak? This is the third time you ask me the same question. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm just making sure you're safe. I know. Safe and prepared. Will you please go to the control room so I can board and get this thing in the air for the test run? Sure. Sure. Sorry. Okay. Uh, we're situated here, Nova. Are you on comms? Yep, just got myself situated. Ready for systems check. I've been given the thumbs up for the system check here. I'm going to now pass it off to the experts. Great, okay. Starting secondary engines for warm-up. Checking backup flight systems. Check. Okay, checking navigational systems. Yep, check. Checking power storage and distribution. Check. Loading cryogenic propellants into the PRSD, check. Cabin vent valves are closed. Starting main engine. The control room has taken manual control of the flight deck platform braces. We're preparing to unlock on your mark. Okay, preparing to release launch pad locks. Released. Preparing for main ignition. Ready to open docking bay dome. Open the dome. Dome opening. Preparing for countdown. Release deck braces on my mark. Deck is clear. You may commence with main engine ignition. Main engine ignition is a go. Countdown commencing in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Release deck braces. 4, 3, 2, one, lift off. Okay, Ooh, we have lift off. Beyond the dome and accelerating. That's great, Nova. Congratulations. I'm going to focus on getting her to the test altitude. I'll stay on comms and we'll check in when I level her off told everything's looking good from here. For a ship that hasn't been flown for three years, she's a pretty smooth ride. Okay, so far your systems are doing fine. Coming up on your altitude. Okay, let's just take it slow and level you off nice and easy. Wow, I forgot what the stars look like up here. 
I got you. Mm -hmm. Nice and easy. Beautiful horizon. Okay, let's do a systems check. Main engine hydrogen burn-off looks good. Cabin vent valves are sealed and holding. Liquid hydrogen and liquid oxygen levels and flow are good. How are things looking on your end, Nova? I'm doing a systems check now and everything's looking good. Five by five, my friend. Excellent. What does that mean anyway? Five by five. Oh, well, it means that. Ah, uh, damn it. I spoke too soon. What's wrong? I, I don't know. Something with one of the flaps. Nova? Nova? I can't hear you. Nova! Nova, I can't hear you anymore! This episode of Void featured the voice talents of Sarah Lynn Dewey as Aliska Surkoff, Jason Hefner as Council C. Conway, Frank Juknowitz as the narrator, Scott Langdon as Alton Fisk, Norma Chera as Council Seat Harris, Sean McKnight as Jonas Aldridge, Jenny Miller as Nova Bayflower, Victoria Stevens as Control Room Operator Number One, and Mike Sutton as Gerald Daniels. The Void theme song, Equilibrium in Turbulence, was composed and produced by David Parsons from Avid Wolf Music. If you'd like to learn more about our podcast, please visit our website at void-podcast.com.